if you are located outside of the European Union, the United Kingdom and or Switzerland, then you need an authorized representative. So I have a good news, you have found it with Easy Medical Device. And if you are also in need of an importer in Europe and in Switzerland, then contact us definitely at info at easymedicaldevice.com. I-N-F-O at easymedicaldevice.com and I'm sure we can help you. Welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy Podcast. I am Munir Alazuzi, a medical device expert specialized on quality and regulatory affairs. My mission is to help you learn how to place a compliant medical device on the market. For that, I share with you my experience and the one of others on this podcast. Are you ready for your dose of regulation and standards today? Okay, so let the show begin. Welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy podcast. Here is Munir Alazuzi from easymedicaldevice.com and today we will be doing the part two of the AFRI Summit interviews. And today we will be specifically talking about Egypt because AFRI Summit was in Egypt, in Cairo, and we had the chance or I had the chance to meet with the authorities uh, Egyptian authorities and also Egyptian manufacturers. So um, today we'll have those two interviews. One of the manufacturer will have first Mohamed Mahdi, who is a manufacturer of blood collection tubes uh, in Egypt, and we'll have uh, for the authorities uh, Noha El Hariri, who is the head of medical devices at the EDA, Egyptian uh, Drug uh, Authority. So uh, let's start with those two interviews. So first. Let's go with Mohamed Mahdi from for uh, the manufacturer side. Hi, Mohamed Ghanim. How are you? I'm fine. Great. So, uh, Mohamed Ghanim, so thank you for uh, doing uh, again this interview. So we have done first this interview in uh, in Egypt, but there was a bit of, of an issue on the recording, so we had to redo it again. So thank you again for participating to this uh, this interview. Uh, and yeah, the idea of today is mainly to try to understand more the situation of manufacturers also in Egypt. Uh, because we have also the interview with Noha uh, Al-Hariri for uh, the authorities in Egypt. So um, first, can you introduce yourself? And then we can go through a, a bunch of questions for, for you. Okay, my name is Mohamed Ghanim. I work in the medical device field since now uh, 23 years. I actually, um, um, I go through the whole ladder of medical device. So I started as a, um, a quality assurance assistant, then quality assurance manager, design control manager, and then a regulatory affairs director. Uh, consequently, I, st- I joined a uh, notified body uh, to be auditor for 13485. After word, I started to be mentor. So I was qualifying um, new, re- new auditor for 13485 worldwide. Then um, I become a technical file reviewer. I have about seven codes. Uh, I worked with the three notified bodies. Uh, Then I decided finally, uh, because you know, uh, through this life cycle of the medical device, I find that I I do nothing about manufacturing. So I decided to make a manufacturing company for for producing a medical device, actually IVD. Uh, in order to make use of my knowledge and my background as well, I need to make a benchmark uh, for medical device manufacturer uh, for that, you know. So that's a good it. challenge. I suppose a good challenge to move also to uh, then to put your feet, uh, yeah. your your feet on the shoes of a manufacturer so that to understand really uh, to, to how to do that. So 
yes. really, really great. So thank you for, for this. And yeah, I really appreciate also the fact that, yeah, you are really knowledgeable on quality and regulatory affairs and you are really helping a lot of companies uh, related to that. So maybe some of the people that are listening were, were reviewed by yourself as an assessor for their file. So <laughs> it's really, really great. Um, so, um, Mohamed, what we will be, uh, what I wanted to ask you first is about the Afri Summit because we met also at the Afri Summit in Cairo. So, I just wanted to ask you, for you as a manufacturer also uh, in Egypt, uh, what is the benefit for you to see like those conferences like Afri Summit coming and those people discussing? So, is there some, is it like something new or is it like something that can be really ha have some advantages for for manufacturers? Actually, for, for me as a manufacturer, I, I went there from both sides, you know. Um, I went there as a regulatory person because I uh, used to support the uh, Minister of Health because I have assisted the uh, Egyptian Minister of Health for uh, harmonizing the or transposing the medical device directive long time ago, uh, 10 years back, um, uh, in order to uh, make the requirement of the medical device inside Egypt uh, mimic or typical to the requirement of Europe. Uh, so the people since 10 years, they are trying to uh, to improve the quality, the system and in, internal system of the uh, Ministry of Health in order to, uh, to comply with the requirement of CE and to make all the manufacturer uh, to comply with the CE requirement. Even they have added uh, some requirements, one of them that the manufacturer to start medical device manufacturing in Egypt, they have to have either um, uh, approval from notified body or a 510k approval in order to be able uh, to register the company. And recently, the, the maturity level of the Ministry of Health has been, uh, the bar is high now, so they can review the technical file themselves and they can approve the technical file without having the C E mark or the five uh, FDA uh, requirements, and they are good in that actually. Exactly, and in terms of the countries, so in Africa Summit there was a lot of different countries. So we don't talk only about Egypt. There was also Middle East countries, Africa countries. So um, I think it was a good. Uh, 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 the Egypt is really the place where the connection between Middle East and Africa is. So I think it was a good place to have that and to have everybody coming and meeting uh, at that point. Actually, Egypt, since a, um, a long time, they are leading Africa in these requirements and putting the head together between the uh, different Minister of Health uh, in Africa, because I believe they, uh, several, uh, several, you know, trials uh, from all of the Minister of Health in, in, uh, in Africa, they are to do, trying to harmonize and to uh, make a consensus system for medical device approval. So putting head together in one place, this is, I, and I think this is not the first one. This is the, I think the fourth or... Exactly. So, I think it's the one for Afri Summit, but there was other conferences also, yeah. Yes. So I think putting head, the, their head together and uh, to, to make some harmonization and some consensus about their point of view about the requirements, I do believe that uh, uh, will benefit all the country in Africa as a, as a you know, they are um the maturation level in africa is is now uh, is been high from from year to another the uh, the bar is been uh, getting higher and higher
Exactly. And I think it's what we saw also with a lot of, uh, because during the event, there was a lot of presentation from the different countries. And we had also interviews with the different uh, regulators. Uh, so from your side, so as you've said, you are also kind of expert in quality regulatory affairs. You are living also in Europe. I mean, you are now in Switzerland, also in Basel. Uh, so mainly, uh, why did you decide when you had this decision to open a manufacturing plant? Why did you decide to go to Egypt? Why not in another country then i tell you because you know we are i think i, I always say that the people in the medical device field in the regulatory affair they are pragmatic more than anybody else so you can imagine when somebody uh, have uh, 20 more than 20 years uh, medical device regulatory background so i started with having swat analysis so i checked because i have another uh, uh, manufacturing facility in uk and I, uh, I have, you know, a part in, 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 um, in another country. Uh, I own part of a company. So I have had uh, three, three places or three countries, candidate countries, in order to make my manufacturing facility. But having the SWOT analysis, I found uh, some stuff. I think it's been astonishing, you know. So some point... It, it tells me and it pushed me, Mary, why you are not going to Egypt? Because, you know, for example, I gave you some example, not all. Yeah. It will not an, be an exhaustive list. One of them is the labor cost around uh, the, the labor labor cost, the blue color, I mean, uh, $200 a month. So uh, the expert for finance and engineering there from $400 to $700 a month, tier two. If you need tier one, which is uh, they have a background uh, master degree or PhD uh, or something like that, it ranges from seven hundred to one uh, to one thousand dollar a month. And here so, we are not talking about uh, people that have no knowledge; they are really high level also in terms of knowledge. Quality, very high quality, you know. The, the the other point for the legacy in the country there, because you know, ninety uh, percent uh, of the people. Uh, raising there for the uh, medical for pharmaceutical and the science uh, uh, bachelor of science and engineering you can say that 90% of them are having either phd degree or master degree so they are they have a, um, a very good background and the intelligence level is high you know I'm actually because i work in europe since a long time so i didn't i didn't have a connection with most of them previously but once i started my company there i've been actually surprised about the the background the knowledge and also that the um, uh, the university there because you know there is a german university there is a uh, american university there is um a french university deutsche university those universities make the bar a bit higher, and even they are studying medical device actually in the, in the in the university. So it makes when I start, start to talk with the people in the, for example, for the risk assessment, we need to make a risk assessment. I found the people they have they know about failure mode and defect analysis, risk assessment for T nine seventy one. Well, not knowledgeable about this. I've been surprised about this. Really, the English is a secondary language there so most of the people are um they are speaking they speaking english very well specifically the first third of the people uh, uh but one of the point for if we speak utilities electricity do you imagine that one kilometer uh one kilowatt hour is 0.05 dollar okay which means if for example if my company uh consuming 1000 kilowatt a month 
This means less than five, five, uh, fifty dollar a month. So I can, I can imagine that a lot of people are kind of be dreaming of those numbers uh, yeah. in terms of uh, opening facility. But in terms of um, the regulation and everything there, so is it easy or is it like is there some improvement also to do in that, or it's really uh, easy for companies like you to open and to then be able to sell inside and also outside of the the country? I tell you here, one of the points regarding the regulatory part has been sur surprised as well because you know. There, if we can speak about the medical device, let us let's start from top to down. From the Ministry of Health, for example, when I started the company, I have a background and I can draw the uh, uh, the line and I can draw the uh, the blueprint of the company. But you know, there I find that I have to go to the Ministry of Health and discuss with the people for free, and they give me info, they give me uh, uh, some you know recommendation for the um, before I start. And then if you, if you, for example, if you start with the product, one of the product, they help you in the GMP. They, you can sit with them uh, they, uh, and they give you lots of um, uh, uh, guidelines. And even they direct you to the requirement of the MDR. I told them, you know, in the very beginning, when I talked to them, I left, I left them to give me the information in order to check the bar, how far they are, you know. I found they are aware about the recent document that's been published, let us say, a week ago or something like that. So this is the first term for the Minister of Health. When the people, there is a big circle of medical device. Uh, there, uh, I have, for example, there is a WhatsApp uh, group uh, contain uh, 300 person, 300 experts which work in the medical medical device field, and they discuss there. I think your participator invited I'm, you to- I'm there also, yeah. So as you can see, whenever a new requirement comes, it comes to the to the WhatsApp guide, uh, to the WhatsApp group, and the people will start to discuss and challenging the requirement. And sometimes they are given their opinion about the requirements. So this is the second tier. The third tier uh, for the people, uh, the, there is, you know, the technician. The technician there, they, they need eager to learn. They need to understand that. And because of the, in Egypt, there, are more, there is more than 300 company working in the medical device field. And, and, they, and if you add the pharmaceutical field, you will find that more than 500 company. Egypt is a, is, is a big country, actually. So, so it's a 110 million person. So you can collect from those people, the people who's uh, working in the medical device field and the pharmaceutical field. So when I, when I uh, start to hire the people there, I find actually even the technician, they are aware about the gowning procedure, the entrance and exit, the HVAC system, and they discuss this very, you know, maturely. So, so I'm not making a commercial here, but yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> in, in terms, but this, but, this but maybe experience. maybe for people that are now listening to us and think, oh, um, let's go to to Egypt. So, is it easy also for them? Like your company, you created that in Egypt. So, is it easy for them to come and then to maybe or subcontract their products in Egypt or start their own company in Egypt? So, is there some kind of ways to invest directly in the in the country? I, I do, you know, I, I have started from scratch. So I built the company and it was it, it was very quick. I took about six months and it uh, the company stand up on feet. And uh, the, for the HVAC system, I found the expert there. And most of the staff I have had in my company are 
manufactured in Egypt. So the, the cost is non-comparable to the cost of the HVAC system and the clean room facility uh, in Europe or uh, anywhere else. So I I didn't face any problem for that six months. My company was, you know, uh, stand up on feet and working properly. But um, I find as well some of the um, uh, some of the companies there uh, they are producing for big names. I cannot I cannot tell you the name yeah, because of no need to. Uh, confidentiality. But I can tell you um, the most the biggest five company in the medical device field. They are producing part of their products, some of their product in Egypt actually. So the the OEM agreement is accepted by the Minister of Health. And they uh, they can they can produce for you. Yeah. So for example, if you can uh, the Medica and the Arab Hills, you will find the manufacturer there. If you ask them to produce for you, they are aware of the OPL and they they can. Um, and I'm here. I, you know, I know exactly that because you know most of the people say the OEM and the OPL is not uh, in the MDR, but exactly. I'm telling them this is not correct. OPL and OEM, but the difference in name. Forget about the OEM OPL, exactly. but supplier agreement. Actually. Exactly, supplier and legal manufacturer. Yes, and, and it, you know, actually. Uh, it was very, um, I was laughing actually when I hear the people speaking about that because you know it's a clearly identified, and I think in part 15 in um, article 10, so so it's it's a clearly identified in the MDR. Why the people are speaking about it like it's a it's something not accepted anymore, but it's a there are some it. conditions now, so it's uh, not the same as before, but yeah, they, this is still yeah, accepted yeah. to have yeah. a subcontractor, it's still accepted to subcontract some uh, manufacturing. I mean, you can have just an office and subcontract things to anybody else as long as you have an agreement. But the thing is that you just need to get legal um, responsibility of the product that you are placing on the market. As yeah, long right. as you keep this responsibility, it's your, yeah. um, your it's your right. The point is, my point here, that the manufacturer in Egypt are aware about the procedure. They have done it for others. So he can go and make the product firstly as a uh, supplier, uh, you know, as a, the pro he produced the product in Egypt. And actually the market is very high because, you know, having a country with 110 million, this is a huge uh, number of people. So uh, the health care there, so, so you can, you will sell actually 80% of your product in Egypt. Actually, my company, 80% of the product is going to Egypt. So I don't need even to export. But if you export, there is a good option. I haven't heard about it before, that the the uh, the country or the people in charge of the export there, they will encourage you and return back to you 18 percent. I'm not. I'm not quite sure about this. There are some people better than me can talk about this, but it's about 18 percent payback because of you have done export. Okay. So, the so there are there are, st there are still some regulatory point that you can review. I suppose there should be an expert that is helping you on on that. But uh, there are some some advantages yeah. also uh, also doing yeah. that. No, it's great. But getting to this point. I'm sorry for interruption, but but getting to this point, it. So it it, it popped up to my mind now that when I tried to make an exhibition, you know, I live in I live in Europe here, so it's it's okay for me. I will go to Medican or have my booth, and that's it. I surprised that the country is giving you eighty percent of the amount, you know. So you pay only twenty percent to participate in any of the exhibit exhibition. So I participate. I I haven't got the opportunity to participate earlier in Medica this year, so I wouldn't be there. I will be myself there, but, but uh, not the company. 
but I will be in the Arab hills. Uh, I will be in the Arab hills, and actually, the country I owe them, you know, uh, a thank for that. Eighty percent of the amount is being paid by the country. No, it's great. I think it's a great, good advantage also for yeah. for the country to to have that. And yeah. I see that Egypt is really improving and providing a lot of uh, benefit for people that are coming to that. And I saw that also in Afri Summit, which is uh, really great. So uh, really, thank you, Mohammed. It was really uh, interesting. Uh, I hope you convinced people to maybe come invest in Egypt. I and know. the fact that yeah, Egypt is really a place where the regulations and things are are helping you, are trying to help you improving and trying to help you also to settle. Uh, a company there and to help also to export uh, the products in, in the different regions. So great to yeah. hear about that. Thank you. It's, it is my pleasure. And because, you know, I felt myself because I I, I I love the way my company is right now and and the support I have found from Egypt. I, I feel that I'm doing commercial now, but it is not it is not the point. But, but no, the, you you love your country and you you love, you love to say what's, what's but the point, say, so yeah. great. So if it is, if I convert myself to commercial now, so I'm, I, I will tell you, Habibi, come to Egypt. No, <laughs> great. And this will be the message to take home. <laughs> great. And I recommend also because I was there at Cairo. It was really a great city. I really loved it. So yeah, I recommend also that. Uh, and people are really nice. So I really recommend people to, to go there and to, to invest some time there. Okay, Mohammed, it was really a pleasure. Thank you very much. And I wish Bye. you a nice day. Thank you. Okay, I hope you liked that, uh, the discussion with Mohamed Mahdi. So mainly the idea is really to understand that uh, there are some advantages and also some um, things that are important to, uh, uh, opportunities, if I can say, for uh, the authorities to help medical device manufacturers. And now let's look at um, Noha Al-Hariri from uh, the EDA, Egyptian Drug Administration, where we have an understanding of the situation in Egypt. And yeah, they ha there was a lot of discussion also about the progress that they have made and everything. So it was really great. So thanks for Noha to be participating to this uh, podcast. Okay, so uh, thank you for coming here for accepting my interview, uh, Dr. Noal Hariri. Uh -huh. So um, Dr. Noal Hariri is from uh, the EDA uh, and we'll see mainly uh, what's the situation here at the AFRI Summit uh, about the EDA and uh, what are mainly the, the main, uh, the main uh, objectives for, for the EDA. So can you introduce quickly yourself and then we can go through some few questions that I have noted sure. down because we are, we are participating to the, to the session so there was some presentation so interesting to, to see that. Okay, uh, hi Munir. Uh, it's a pleasure to be uh, here with you in uh, AFRI Summit. Uh, I'm Dr. Noel Hariri, uh, General Manager of General Administration Medical Device Registration, Egyptian Drug Authority. Uh, it's not my first time to uh, participate in AFRI Summit and with uh, PRA Consultancy, I have participated uh, with them uh, before in uh, AFRI Summit and across many... Uh, I think we were at both at, at the yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> I was also AFRI Summit, Accras. AFRI Summit was online, I online, think it was, and Accras was, was uh, physical. Dubai, physical uh, yeah. 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 I was online, but yeah, it was... But uh, it was I was physical. there in Dubai. Exactly. But it's uh, my first time to meet you physical. It's Great. my pleasure to uh, meet you. Thank you. Uh, Really, uh, I'm very thankful for uh, the organization, organization about this event uh, because it gives us uh, a lot of experience and it gives us the uh, opportunity to hear from uh, manufacturers and hear from other uh, authorities and uh, make our mind open-minded to uh, new what is uh, to know what is new in the world. Exactly. Yeah. And mainly, um, so we had a. a 
cluster of architecture of presentation with you, with Dario from MetaCure, for myself. And one of the message was mainly about MDR, MDR extension. So mainly uh, that uh, the day it's hot uh, topic. Hot topic, exactly. <laughs> so when we are preparing this, it was like, oh, it's really we will maybe say three times the same thing because yeah. it's really the hot topic. So um, regarding UMDR in here in Egypt, has this had an impact on you on your organization? Maybe it's you, but can be also other countries. So have you seen any impact or anything like, oh, it's really a, a big problem for us because of that or that? Uh, sure, it has a, a great impact on our country, and uh, but we try to be proactive uh, since 2017 when you heard about the new directive. We try to know more about it and uh, read more about the regulations that have to be updated uh, and how we're going to uh, deal with uh, this regulation in order to avoid shortage of the uh, product in the Egyptian exactly, market. Yeah. Uh, but it's a risk-benefit ratio, so uh, we were supporting our manufacturers because we know that uh, at the end, the main objective of the new directive is to have a safe and effective product. Uh, so we try to be uh, open ear uh, to hear from every side in the world and from the manufacturer and to uh, be aligned with any timeline or any exceptional uh, grace period in order to uh, support the manufacturers and calm down, you are supporting you, we will not uh, shut the doors to uh, hear from you. Uh, so this, I guess, uh, helped us a lot that we didn't uh, miss any of our manufacturers yeah. uh, and no shortening of the medical devices in Egypt up till now. Thanks, God. That is great. And uh, when we discuss about UMDR extension, there was always this item that comes back. So the certificates that are expired, how to prove that your certificate is still valid, how can you do that? So, Egypt has already on their webpage mentioned what are the rules for can say yeah. for that. So we, you are really trying to put in place some solutions yeah, for, for them. We receive a lot of uh, queries from our manufacturers like uh, what you uh, have seen in the sessions. They are always uh, eager to know what are you going to do yeah. and you are keeping them calm. We are not going to uh, say anything different than the world. We are aligned together. We are in one, uh, like in one country. So we cannot give, uh, give the manufacturer a new regulation regarding the uh, Egyptian market or uh, oblique them to have special criteria for the Egyptian market. Uh, so as I mentioned in my presentation and according to the timeline, uh, we followed every timeline after it's, it has been uh, published on uh, the European Commission. We published the uh, amendment of uh, EDA and how we are going to do okay. uh, with the timeline. Yeah, I saw, I saw that also that you had on your website starting to put guidances, put in a lot of information to try to educate people. So yes. we call it the Euro uh, the Egyptian Drug Agency. <laughs> Will it be called once the Egyptian Drug and Medical Device Agency? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm trying to uh, I mean, have this uh, name, but it's uh, unfortunately it's only Egyptian Drug Authority. But, uh, but, but it's, deep it's, inside, it's a medical device. Yeah, yeah, but it, it, it's interesting because meaning also that a lot of the rules were mainly on medical devices, were before mainly on pharma, and now you are trying to move that to more medical devices. No, 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 no. It's not about this, but it's like the uh, FDA, it's uh, Food and the Drug yeah, Administration, yeah, okay. medical device is not uh, mentioned in its name, uh, but uh, under it you have a specific department for medical devices. Uh, Egyptian Drug Authority, it's not only about pharmaceutical products. Okay. Uh, we have nine central administration, one for pharmaceutical, one for the uh, pharmacovigilance, uh, one for uh, uh, laboratory testing, many other uh, central administration, not only, not only the pharmaceutical, also for uh, veterinary products, cosmetics. Okay. 
uh, but it's only regarding the name, it's wouldn't. Exactly. And uh, on the presentation, we saw that mainly uh, the EDA tries to be really increasing the standard and really having more impact on the maybe the worldwide also regulation. So what are the different steps on your mission, vision mission to be the best, if I can say, agency in, in, the, in the world? So what are the different steps that you are planning or what is planned mainly on the, on the agenda? Uh, up till now we have a lot of plans. Uh, I hope we uh, can achieve them uh, all now. Okay. Uh, but our main mission is to have uh, the accreditation of WHO. Okay. Uh, already we have maturity level three uh, last year and we are uh, seeking uh, to have uh, more accreditation and be recognized uh, by uh, international uh, organization like the WHO and we uh, were sharing in the IMDRF uh, last month and we hope also to be uh, accepted by them. Uh, in order to reach this level, uh, we are paying much effort to uh, be on the same foot with the international regulation mm -hmm. and uh, making sure of the safety of the product and uh, checking the regulatory action for regarding the inspection and the regulatory uh, technical file. Um, we hope that Egypt will be uh, one day uh, one of the leader countries in the regulatory field. No, great. I think you are going on the right way. And we had uh, this uh, discussion. There was a panel discussion. I remember that before the panel, before when we were preparing, you said, oh, there will be a lot of questions yeah. for me. <laughs> and yeah, there was a lot of questions yeah, for Yeah, manufacturers Duhai. always uh, have a lot of questions because we are always dynamic. We are exactly. in a dynamic state. Uh, every now and then we are uh, updating our regulation. You are not like uh, any other uh, authority or uh, democratic uh, agency like uh, we are not going to change it's only you have to accept it as it is but uh, if you have a look on uh, our website you will always find uh, new versions of uh, guidelines new mm -hmm. versions of documents uh, also we publish uh, a format for uh, like for example a declaration of conformity to, to make it easier for the manufacturer it's not mandatory to follow uh, it but it's for other manufacturers if you don't know what is a declaration you can find it on our website so every now and then you have to check the website uh, to see what's new okay and uh, mainly uh, on those questions that you have received you saw that uh, have you seen like a trend or some really some kind of concerns that um, you have already seen before and you are trying maybe to change within your guidances within your, your things so it's it's is there something that was surprising you on those questions or it was completely known if i can say most of the questions uh, were cases that we uh, already faces every time but uh, i guess there was one question uh, I didn't face before, and it's a strange case. Uh, was it OEM or? Uh, no, it's not the OEM. It was about. Um, uh, yes, I remember this uh, from. I will not mention yeah, the, yeah, the name. But it, she was asking about uh, if she don't have the confirmation letter from the notified uh, body, yeah. and uh, how can she, she submit only the commitment or the declaration from the manufacturer? Uh, I have not met uh, any manufacturer facing this problem. Have yeah, you met? No, no, never. Normally, <laughs> normally notified bodies are a bit reactive and they yeah. are providing this letter. So All of them submit. Unless uh, really there is a catastrophe at that moment, but yeah. normally they are. And 
you are also in contact a lot with notified bodies. Yes, so you are yes. not just an agency here in, in no, Egypt. No, 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 you no, are in contact, contact with notified, notified bodies. Body and other authorities also, uh, TGA, Mehra, uh, Italian authority, uh, German, any authority, we contact them. Great. So I haven't faced any problem with any manufacturer to get its uh, letter from the notified body. Okay, great. So thank you very much. It was really You're a pleasure to here. have you. And uh, yeah, I hope this would be helping also people to understand the thank situation you. of the Egyptian authority. It's thank you very much. It's my pleasure, really, when you're meeting. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, everybody. Okay, thank you, Noha. So it was really great to have you. And uh, I'm really happy also that uh, during this AFRI summit conference, there was a possibility to meet with the authorities, discuss with them, uh, check uh, what is happening with um, uh, their legislation, any progress that is coming. So it's great. And we see that the EDA, the Egyptian Authority, is really making a lot of progress uh, toward the medical device industry, which is uh, really great. So thank you, everyone. And I hope yeah, you like this kind of episode. And I hope I see you also next year at the next AFRI summit. Meet, uh, which will be in 2024. So, thanks you very much, and I wish you a nice day. Thanks for listening. So, if you like this episode, please provide a review on the platform where you are listening to it, and also don't forget to share it with your colleagues. Thank you very much.